and welcome to the Sober Bliss Podcast with me, Gail, and my amazing guest. I finally quit drinking for good in March of 2018, and one of the things that helped me was connecting with people on the same journey as me, hearing their stories and finding inspiration. No matter where you are on your journey to sobriety, I hope you enjoy listening to these stories and hope they bring you inspiration, joy and light so you can find your own sober bliss. Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of Sober Bliss Meet. Today I'm joined by the lovely Emma Lewis, who is also known as Emma Sober Sonic on Instagram. So you've probably seen her already. Hi Emma, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, morning, girl. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you again. We had a lovely chat um, the other day, didn't we? And um, I just want to kind of share some of the insights that we had together with our lovely listeners and viewers. Um, so just to start off, Emma, uh, just tell everybody a little bit about you, kind of how long you've been walking this sober path um, and kind of why you decided or what drove you to take the plunge if you like to a sober life yeah it did feel like taking the plunge it felt like jumping off a big cliff yeah (laughs) (laughs) so I stopped drinking back in 2015 so in November this year I will have had five years of a no drinking life which just saying that aloud it's like oh my god I can't believe that's me that 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 feels insane to be able to say that actually because Mm. when I stopped drinking I had never had any periods in my life apart from my two pregnancies when I hadn't been drinking Mm. and I think like a lot of people have done Um, maybe a month of not drinking or they've done sort of sober challenges or maybe they've not you know for health reasons they've stopped for a little bit or something but you know that that wasn't me so I had always you know always had alcohol in my life been surrounded it was it was part of the you know part of the wallpaper really Mm. so deciding to stop was you know, such a foreign thing to to do. It was a complete anathema. Um, And I'd been thinking about it for a year previously. And when I say I've been thinking about it, I bought a book. So I'd done some some sort of uh, some searches on, on, um, I think on Amazon it was, and I'd come across uh, Jason Vale's How to Quit Drinking Easily. And Mm -hmm. I was probably drawn Mm -hmm. to the bright, pink and yellow (laughs) cover (laughs) oh that looks bright and cheery um read a few reviews which kind of convinced me that it would work um if not for long term it would work for a few weeks so I ordered the book it arrived and then I didn't read it I just put it on the shelf um like I had this thing in my head that had been enough to convince me to buy a book to help me quit drinking but Mm. I didn't act on it um you know I was like 
what will I do? What will I drink? How will I interact with people? Yeah. You know, how will I socialize? How will I, you know, how will I go about like normal things? Because alcohol had always been, mm. you know, literally embedded in my life. It was part of my job. It yeah, was part yeah. of my family, sort of how we all, you know, bonded or whatever. And same with, same with friendships. So to suddenly stop something was just like well then what what will there be and Mm. I kind of had that classic there will just be this empty abyss thought there will be nothing life will be boring life will be empty life will be just not worth living because Mm. alcohol is the thing that makes it you know exciting it makes it fun it makes it um you know those moments of irreverence or just where you go out and you don't know quite where the night's going to take you you know it makes it exciting yeah Yeah. only it wasn't exciting anymore I was waking up feeling you know riddled with anxiety what had I said or done last night everything was a bit jumbled a little bit unclear um and also I'd been suffering with chronic pain for several years in the run up to that. So life had become quite sedentary, um, Mm. also painful. So for me, relaxing at the end of the day with a glass or two of wine on the sofa, watching something that I probably watched before but couldn't quite remember until I'd got, you know, certain way in or you know, or I'd remember the first bit and then wouldn't remember the ending or, you know, that kind of classic stuff. And it was, it was like alcohol was such, you know, such a part of my day-to-day life Mm. that taking it out or even thinking about taking it out, I kind of like, you know, on a deep level knew it needed to go, but acting on it was like, oh my God, I don't want to get started on this. What, what will I do? Mm. You know? Yeah. And then like, I guess I did the classic, um, you're not that bad. And, you know, I wasn't that bad. I didn't have like a really bad rock bottom sort of scenario. Mm. Nothing really awful happened that was catastrophic. And in a way, if it had, that might have made things a bit easier because then you had like this awful thing that you could then go, right, you know, no yeah. more of that. But it, 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 it was just kind of like, you know, just like being drip fed. And mm. so... I kind of told myself that, you know, now wasn't the right time, you know, like, as we do, as we do. Yeah. You know, it's Christmas or, oh, it's going to be my birthday or, you know, it's going to be a wedding. So all those kind of classic, classic things as to why I didn't need to stop basically. I just given myself lots and lots of excuses. And in the meanwhile, you know, that really vivid, pink and mm. black spine <laughs> of his book was like literally every time I looked up from the sofa there there it was and I kind of just got to a point where I got fed up of looking at the book and I just kind of thought uh you know like I sort of set myself a deadline but I haven't read it by then I'm just gonna clear it out in in January you know that's like mm. my time of year when I get get rid of a lot of stuff do a lot of decluttering I thought if I haven't read it by then never gonna read it so I'll just get rid of it um so you know kind of rumbled on and it's funny how like with time now facebook sometimes shows us some memories doesn't it and the other um the other week it showed me that i'd been in a pub in ireland and we had a you know i had a great night with my husband and his family but 
the thing about the photo that I'd taken was that it was the business card for the pub. It was also a funeral parlor. And so it was like this, this dual functioning business of a pub and also a funeral parlor. And obviously, you know, yeah. we use alcohol to celebrate so many things in our life, but it's also an integral part of wakes or, you know, commiserating. Yeah. And, you know, I'd been struck enough by the business card to take a photo of it. Yeah. And it was kind of like, you know, again, there's that little, little kind of seed growing in my head that was saying, this thing that we're all so wedded to and we all think is wonderful is actually slowly, you know, killing ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I was waking up, I wasn't getting very good sleep. Mm -hmm. I was waking up feeling stressed and you're like, oh my God, you know, what happened? Or what did I say? Or did I say or do something? Or did I text somebody? All that kind of classic, classic mm -hmm. stuff. And then, no, 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 it's all all right. It's all all right. You know, just have another drink and sort of forget about it. Yeah. And, um, you know, that was just getting, it was getting more like my legs, my legs would feel really heavy. And I wasn't, it became, it became like, it wasn't even like I was drinking a lot in quantity. I just got this thought ever increasingly in my head that I was actually just poisoning myself and that every drink I had, I was drinking poison. Yeah. And once you've got that thought in your head, it's, pretty hard to carry on mm. but you know I've been drinking since early teens so I was I was hardened to all of that <laughs> I, was, I was up for the challenge so I kept on going yeah. um, then I had a particularly bad 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 hangover where I'd gone out the night before Halloween with some friends gone out for dinner um, when the bill came so did a load of shots um, mm. not everyone wanted to have theirs so I was like oh you know don't let that go to waste. You know, I can help out here. And, mm. you know, the next thing I knew, we'd all ended up back at mine and, you know, we're raiding the cupboard and drinking whatever we could, could get our hands on. And the next day, I was mm. awful. And, you know, but the show goes on, right? So I took the children yeah. to their swimming lesson. And, I mean, oh, oh. my God. Yeah, Chlor the smell of chlorine, the heat of the changing rooms, the claustrophobia of it all. I mean... I, and like there's me a woman in her early 40s looking like death warmed up clutching a can of coke like literally can you open the cafe early because i need need a can of coke like need need some yeah, sugar yeah. need need something um you know trying to get two two little mini mini children i mean they were i don't know about five you know like five five and four or something that kind of age mm -hmm. through swimming lessons feeling awful and it was just like oh god you know not more of this when I got home and you know I put a post up on Facebook you know weaker people would have stayed at home and wouldn't have taken their kids to the pool with a hangover and you know yeah. and like got loads of likes all that kind of like mm -hmm. so many people um cheer you on and so you feel yeah. like what you're doing is fine um I got home and literally collapsed on the sofa so my children had the best day ever <laughs> because <laughs> when they said they were hungry I was like oh you know like waved a dying arm off the sofa go and get some more crisps or a penguin biscuit or whatever mm -hmm. um and and you know and they just watched back to back Simpsons 
episode. So they were having the day of their lives. They were like, this is brilliant. Uh, meanwhile, I'm getting extra lashings of mother guilt at this point. Then my dad phoned me um, to have a chat. And halfway through the conversation, I had to give the phone to my son to go and be sick because the sheer effort of trying to sound together was just too much you know mm. it, was, it was awful and you know that was that was Halloween night so we were going out trick-and-treating mm. you know I've still got last night's makeup on I look I look horrific I must have stanked to high heaven um literally just put on my white white morticia mask and my black hair wig got dressed up went trick-or-treating I mean I literally you know, that kind of, that imagery, feeling like death warmed up, um, just awful. But, you know, the show goes on and you power through because, you know, in the mum's club and we yeah, can do yeah. this stuff and parenting's really hard and we need wine and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, all all of that kind of camaraderie and bravado and, and nonsense when actually we're just, you know, silently, silently dying and killing ourselves with mm. everything that's going on. And... I went to on um, after the trick-or-treating to her friends and she was having a fire ceremony and I'd never done a fire ceremony before and she said oh would you um you know would you like to join in and I was like oh you know well what's what's it all about she said oh well you know you write down some intentions or some thoughts and then you just put them in the fire mm. I was like okay I was feeling pretty rotten, pretty hanging by this by this point. So literally on my piece of paper, it just all all came out how I needed to stop doing this to my body. Um, needed to kind of make some changes, how unhappy I was. Um, and that, you know, now was the time to actually draw the line in the sand and to, to move forward. Mm. So I did that and I popped it in the fire. And then the next day I picked the book up off the wow. shelf and I started reading wow. so my sober date is the 9th of um the 9th of November um and you know during that week Jason says carry on carry on like drinking but he also like he used the analogy of bananas like you know you wouldn't say oh I can only have fun at party if if I'm eating a banana you know or I can't yeah. go to such without a banana and because I really hate bananas that analogy went really well for me so I'm like oh bananas are the last thing that would make me happy so so that you know that that really worked and he also said that um you know if you started drinking again that you couldn't really read his books it wouldn't work to the same level so there was that horrific fear you know that horrific fear that if I muck up stuff up his book's not going to work and back then there weren't that many books there weren't loads of podcasts there wasn't yeah. people on Instagram there wasn't really a sober community there weren't alcohol-free drinks mm. um you know there was there was very very little there was soberistas I was too scared to to even log on um, because mm. you know everybody drank. That's what everybody did. There wasn't mm. anyone who didn't drink, and the people who didn't drink, kind of, I just felt like I didn't identify with people who who didn't drink. If they didn't drink, it was because 
some how there's some shame attached to it or being mm. in recovery or you know kind of really mm. negative connotations and that that just didn't didn't feel like me yeah so um so I read the book and I kind of didn't really think it was going to work either like I had it in my head that it would work but then when I did I was like oh god you know this is me like I've been drinking for ages it's like something that I do every every day have come home and have a glass of wine once you cooking t- dinner you know mm. it's all very like sophisticated drinking if you if you like you know and I mean grown up drinking yeah grown up mm. drinking and you know and like I'd, I'd, I'd grown up with and evolved if you like with alcohol like you know it was it was um diamond white and all that when I was younger and <laughs> blast away and oh. you know oh I know I know I know I know K-Cider all, all the classics and then so now I'm like drinking wine that's sophisticated right that's not yeah. you know stumbling about only it, it's alcohol is alcohol it's just you know at the end of the another, day another yeah. another wolf in sheep's clothing whatever mm. it is in the bottle yeah so um yeah so the first the first few weeks were really weird. I didn't tell anybody. Um, and like, I didn't want to tell anyone because I felt like therefore that meant there was something wrong with me or, you know, or people would say, oh, well, actually you're not that bad. You don't drink that much because yeah. I'm drinking the same as them. So then it's like me not drinking becomes a judgment about them not drinking because, mm. you know, and actually some people drinking more, you know, a lot more. Um, so, mm that that felt awkward to kind of come out about that and also I didn't really know how long I'd be able to stop and I didn't want to set myself up for you know that kind of like Mm. oh yeah we knew you couldn't couldn't go the distance or that would be short-lived and stuff like that I just you know I think at that point I felt so internally broken um I couldn't have had other people's no uh, yeah i knew that would be the case on on top it would have just it would have just finished me off you know mm. it was it was it was too much because it was so hard literally letting go all of all of that and literally jumping into the un, unknown yeah. because there weren't people going not drinking's amazing you'll have a great life mm. you know that 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 kind of reassurance wasn't wasn't there um yeah. Yeah. about I don't know, about a year or so in, I came across um, a blog that was written by uh, Laurie McAllister called uh, Yeah, Girl and Tonic. Mm. And oh my gosh, I mean, you know, she's a lot younger than me, but just suddenly finding someone who wasn't wasn't drinking and was talking about it and was being really empowered and brave speaking about it was a massive, Mm. massive lifeline. Um, so, you know, I'd keep clicking back to our website, had to put on another, you know, mm. another, another link or another post. And, you know, that was, that was amazing. Um, and then, you know, those first, first few weeks, it was literally, can I get to the weekend? Mm. Yeah. Can I get through the first week? Okay, cool. Can I get through the weekend? Oh gosh. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Right. Can I, can I get from seven days to 10 days? Cause that would be double numbers. Can I yeah, do that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I can. Okay. Right. Maybe I can do two weeks or oh, okay. Right. Maybe I can now get to 
you know, 15 days. Now maybe can I get to 20 days? And it was just really little incremental things. I mean, if I'd said to myself, right, Emma, you're just not going to drink for a month. I'd have been like, there's no way, there's no way I can do that. Um, and I think at that point, all the failed attempts that I'd had many years previously at stopping smoking really came into their own because, mm. you know, I'd manage a little bit and then I'd go out and then I'd smoke again and stuff and feel really disappointed or like, oh God, you know, got to start back again. And, yeah, you know, that whole having to go back again, at the point that I was, I think I couldn't have gone back again because I'd have just gone, no, you can't do this, I'll just stop. Mm. Because I really was that, you know, that kind of, that kind of low about stuff. Mm. Um, so I just kept going and it was like, you know, I, I mean, even when, because of the timing, our local Tesco's had a big 25% off um, six bottles pre-Christmas. I even went and stocked up because I was like, I'll probably be drinking by Christmas. Yeah, and I wouldn't want yeah. to have missed out on the promo. So like, I was like, oh, I, you know, just hedge my bets. Um, and as it was, I didn't, I didn't drink. But that was then the thing. Could I get through the beginning of Christmas? You know, yeah. and it's not even just going out for Christmas meals or Christmas do's or Christmas drinks. It's mm. also navigating um you know school school christmas fairs church christmas fairs because they reek of mulled wine yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> your, your face you're like oh god yeah <laughs> that overboiled <laughs> sweet <laughs> sweet yeah 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 and then you know not only that but everyone's drinking it and so they're breathing it oh at yeah you and they're talking at you aren't they and it's like oh god that's revolting yeah. It should be enough to put you off for life. Just that. Image. Yeah. Well, I know. Well, and that's the thing. Like, so my sense of smell started to change, and those sort of things really turned my stomach. And I was thinking, mm. oh my god, you know, like we're subjecting children, children to this. This is their like school fair. It's kind of like almost brainwashing them. This is this is yeah. their rite of passage. But also thinking, oh no, you know, like if I was if I like had to glass of wine whilst I was making the dinner and then put the children to bed like you know their bedtime and they were little was me smelling of alcohol and like you don't realize that when when you're drinking but if someone had said to me oh yes I've stopped drinking so that I don't smell of alcohol when I put my children to bed I'd be like oh you know I'd have so much judgment against them I'd be like that's really stuck up <laughs> but you know it's like it's only with hindsight when you stop doing something that you realize the impact that it was having or how it was making you feel. And because it was a habit, you just, you just yeah. got on with it and you never really questioned it. Yeah. Um, and like, I think most people, certainly in the UK, they start drinking and it's either something that they definitely get on board with when they're 18. Cause you know, now you're legally, Mm. entitled to do so and you've got the id and blah 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 um and before then it's more like can you and it's like a symbol of you being cool or you know yeah, yeah you can or yeah, you look grown up enough that you got sold it or whatever or at least it, you know when i was a kid that was the case yeah. um but like it's something that you start doing when you're young because everybody else does it and you never really question 
why you're going to, to, to drink or think about actually how long am I going to drink for or what's this going to look like mm. um, or at any point ever really reassess your relationship with alcohol or re-question mm. you know where you are or is it really serving you and you know that's that's an education issue really isn't it that just isn't mm. isn't ever addressed until people find themselves at the point they're like oh my goodness I don't know what to do or what mm. to, you know what to turn to and you know for me back in 2015 like I didn't feel like the language of AA was something that that spoke to me mm. and so then then left with um you know thank goodness thank goodness I read it and thank goodness you know it it worked because otherwise I really hate to think where where I'd be in my relationship with it five years on mm. um you know I certainly wouldn't be feeling how I feel now yeah mm. wow that's an amazing story Emma um and five years is such an achievement especially like you said in the beginning you felt so broken and alone and isolated um, but to keep going with it and to keep strong and to keep, you know, to honour your decision that this is the choice that you've made. Um, you must feel so empowered and amazing now, looking back on those early days. Um, I look back and I just think, oh gosh, I wish I could have known then what, what I know now. Um, you know, the first three months were were really tough going it was like just wading through treacle and there was mm. just you know this you know like father jack kind of like drink 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 <laughs> in my in my head you know for everything yeah. um, and it's like, no, no, things like it was like if we were going going out for dinner I'd say oh well should we go for Chinese because I really like drinking green tea so I'd kind of think about places that we could go where, you know, because like I used to work in the food and wine industry many moons ago, and food and wine pairings, like such a story thing. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, well, if we're going to go out, let's go to places where like there'll be a nice, a nice drink, because at that point, there just wasn't the, the range of alcohol-free drinks that, that there are, mm. um, where I'd feel happy drinking that rather than that I'm feeling like I'm missing out. Yeah. Um, and you know, I ate a lot of cake, a lot of chocolate, a lot of sweets, yeah. and I didn't give myself a hard time about it. I was like, "That's that's fine, you know. That's yeah. that's fine. Yeah. You're not drinking, so you know, if you want to do that, that's that's fine." Like sometimes I'd even have a coffee in the evening when I was out. Mm. I was feeling a bit tired, and I was like, "That's fine," because that's that's not having a glass of wine. So it was always. That was like the benchmark. As long as you're not having a glass of wine, mm. treat or reward yourself how how you want to. Um, yeah. I went to bed very early in in the early days because, you know, um, a lot of people talk about having relaxing bubble baths and things like that. But there's also the connotation of oh, have a lovely relaxing bath with a glass of wine as well. So it's like yeah. you know, however bad I'd been, I'd never been drinking in bed. So it was like <laughs> go to yeah. bed early. <laughs> 
get an early night and it's tiring as well you know it's really tiring either socializing with people or just just tiring doing not doing something you know because mm. your whole headspace was like mm. yeah so taken up by it and you know like I've made so many change I say changes like I've got so much confidence over the last five years mm. like um I went back and retrained and did a teaching teaching assistant quality oh, wow. okay um but, you know then go back into the workplace which I think again was you know that that felt really brave at the time um and yeah just felt like I've started to get my identity back and it's you know it's taken a long time mm. um but begun to reconnect with things I enjoyed doing and that I'd sort of forgotten about because it all became about you know if you're going to go for for a walk it'd be oh because there's a nice pub there um yeah. and then the walk would get cut short because you wanted to go to the pub um yeah. and that's really what you were what you were doing you were going out because you wanted to go to the pub not because you wanted to go to the walk so yeah. I think yeah um, so it's like so many ripples have have come from from not drinking so many positive things mm. People, you know, sort of people around me, and and also just coming into contact with with new people and exploring, um, you know, exploring new stuff like reading reading books again because yeah. I love reading, but They're not you know when you like oh god I'm get out like that yeah <laughs> yeah I'll go oh wait a minute what's happened and like have to go back a few pages. <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing about it now, but you know, it's actually not funny. No. It's awful. You know, but the thing is, it's like you can say that. I could have said that five years ago, and everyone went here, same here. And it enforced what everybody does. Um, yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what everyone does. And so it's okay, I'm not that bad. And yeah. really, when you feel inside like you're just losing yourself, um, yeah. and that every every step you take, you're actually poisoning yourself. I mean, that's not a good headspace to be in because ultimately if you carry on doing that, that's that's you know, sort yeah. of self-harm really. And yeah. I think the longer that I've not not drunk the more I've kind of come to look back on it as there were things that were painful in my life or things that were upsetting and that's you know both both emotionally and physically and alcohol was was numbing all of that mm. um and you know it was not numbing me to all the pain of it but actually it was me punishing myself as well mm. by by carrying it on and you know it feels feels lovely to be free from that um yeah 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 just to wake up with positivity and think yeah what's today gonna bring and you know this morning the first thing that happened was oh my husband hasn't put out the bins and the coffee machine isn't playing ball well you know if I'd woken up feeling a bit fuzzy around the edges those mm -hmm. two things would have been and then they'd set the tone for the rest of the day 
like no yeah. oh, he won't help he doesn't put out the bins he's only got one job blah blah <laughs> I do everything <laughs> and then it would be oh and the you know the coffee machine isn't working and I need my coffee and no 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 you know yeah. like I think when when you're not drinking you just don't don't have that that victim mode constantly tuned on you're like oh god he forgot the bins but he doesn't always and actually they haven't been yet so it's not a big deal I could just nip out and put you know I can do it <laughs> yeah you take everything in your I'm not in my dressing gown still you know stinking <laughs> of booze <laughs> I haven't woken up feeling fuzzy and it's like oh never mind um you know I'll I'll get the manual out and look properly at the coffee machine later it's you know it's not it's all right rather than I need my coffee (laughs) (laughs) so you know it's like honestly there's not a day that goes past when something doesn't happen when I don't think oh god thank god I don't drink I wouldn't have been able to do that if I was drinking yeah 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 and that yeah and that's that's four and a half years on you know Mm. it's still you still think oh my god that's been that's great yeah so yeah 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 good and yesterday uh the day before when we had a little chat we kind of touched a little bit on uh, emotions um because like you said before when we're drinking we numb everything down um, and when we're not drinking, all of these emotions tend to come up sometimes unexpectedly. Sometimes, you know, while we can be really happy one minute and then crying into our tea the next minute, it's a bit of a roller coaster, isn't it, with regard to our emotions yeah. coming up again? Um, how do you deal with the emotional side of things? And does it get easier the most sober time that you have and be about? Oh, that's. That's such a good question. It's like, I think, like, feelings and how we, um, and how we respond to things that are going on in our lives, we've kind of got this blueprint from when we've started in, you know, normally in our teenage years or when we're young adults, to fix things with alcohol mm. and you know that it's like you know, breakups with boyfriends or you know things maybe not quite turning out how we wanted and you know everyone rallies around with with alcohol yeah. um and those first first few months when I stopped drinking I didn't really feel very much at all which was just kind of standard that was that that mm. was it and then after about three months, I started to have this really intense period of all these feelings and memories coming back and resurfacing, mm-hmm. which was really unexpected. And, you know, like stuff had come back from about 20 years ago that I sort of, you know, not thought about, not given a second thought to. And, you know, it was like really really kind of like affecting me deeply and found really upsetting. Mm. Um, and I became very emotional and like say lots lots of tears and I think at that point that's when a lot of the self-care stuff really started to come in and um, you know by that by that point I had sort of started to spend the money that I would have been spending on 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 wine 
on little treats for me so like nice fresh flowers um or a special tea um, or a nice teapot or a nice glass and you know in kind of doing those things they were sort of little rewards but they're also um me loving myself again and being kind to myself um because i realized that i had this very 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 nasty inner critic Mm. who was very self-critical who wasn't very compassionate and you know everything I did was was just not good enough Mm. was was wrong um and you know with not drinking suddenly I was able to have a bit of a redress to that critic and be like well no you know I did this and you know to have that little sort of internal dialogue that actually sorry actually um, I was to kind of put some distance between what had happened and be able to look at things with you know my eyes now rather mm. than how I, I'd viewed them and held that story really really tight yeah um so I think that not drinking sort of helps and it's like one of my friends said, well, yeah, so we'd, we'd got chatting at football and she decided to, to give not drinking a go as well. And she didn't say, she didn't say that. She just told me that she'd done this change and she felt amazing. And she said something that really struck with me. She said, um, well, you numb out all the bad bits, but you numb out all the joy as well. Mm. And so I think that, you know, you have all these feelings that come back, all emotions, and really, you know, it's like waves just hitting this the beach that's you, and they're hard to deal with, but mm. equally not, you know, there's a balance in that because you're not dealing with all the, the shame, the resentment, the self-loathing that you'd had if you were hungover or mm. if you had maybe not lived up to, you know, the expectations on yourself when you were drinking. Mm. So, you know, kind of lose one aspect and then you get all the other things coming, coming on to you. Um, mm. And, you know, they kind of come in waves and they settle down. And, uh, but then, you know, you can have things like going to, going to funerals mm. and, you know, all the, all, all the kind of the grief that comes, that comes with a lost, you know, lost loved one. Mm. and also then be in a situation where people are drinking around you and mm. like oh gosh you know I don't know what to do really because mm. yeah but so it you can suddenly just get things literally like a bolt from from the blue but mm. hopefully by that point you've already had enough um sober days in your bank yeah to be able to kind of power power through it and to value like the clarity that you have from not drinking and you know the peace and the headspace that that, that it's given mm-hmm. uh, is um essential oils so i've started using essential oils just over a year ago mm-hmm. and they have helped me connect visions in in a way that I just never thought possible and they've just taken it to a whole whole new level um 
and it's like you know if you've ever used fume as a mood booster or to cheer yourself up mm. um you're feeling a bit down to so have a bit of a spritz of perfume and go out or have that one or oh it's winter i love wearing this one in the winter it's yeah. kind of like that thing only in the morning or at some point in the day i think oh maybe i'm feeling a meh or a bit oh god you know that afternoon slump or whatever yeah so rather than saying oh yeah. you know i'll have a coffee or mm. i'll have a have a spritz of a perfume or something i think okay right have a little look how do, do i want to feel you know, a little bit more joyful or are things feeling like they're spiraling a bit and i can't quite put my finger on it so mm. okay do i need to feel a bit more grounded and yeah. really be able to lean lean into them um and you know they have been such a key in managing my emotions and helping to mm. iron out like hormonal you know because women we've got the whole hormonal thing going in yeah. as yeah. well which, you know that that whole other level of unpredictability isn't it? it's just yeah. you know what's going to come your way and and only little can just be like to listen, you know, like the proverbial camel that uh, straw mm. that's from camel's back but um yeah so they they have been a wonderful help but also like um reading that's that's been really helpful um you know hearing other people's emotions um yeah. i read about that because that can really help you process it yourself you know mm. um oh, right, that's that's what that is you know sort of like yeah light bulb moment um and also um being part of the sober community there's so much support in there that you know if you're feeling emotional and if you're feeling brave enough to to post about to to share mm. or their own platform or on who will get it you know that's that's such a release really isn't it rather than like bottling everything thing up yeah. but I think I feel a lot more able to communicate my feelings um, than I did when I was drinking because mm. talking about how I felt was a sign of you know a big sign of weakness it, and and like I think the only time that you really share your, your emotions and your feelings when you're drinking is, is when you've had a few too many and then yeah. they all kind of yeah. overspill don't they and there's oh <laughs> yeah and then yeah. and then the next day you think oh my god did i overshare what did i say what did i say so you never really deal with how how you're feeling whereas yeah. with 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 sobriety you really do you know you get on top of them and you address the stuff and and you heal you know it's, absolutely you, know, you heal from it yeah yeah oh. um so just before we go emma what um advice or tips would you give to somebody who's watching this listening to this and feeling like oh this sounds all too familiar or my drinking is making me feel unhappy and i don't quite know what to do <sighs> such a lonely place yeah such a lonely place that um I think what I'd say is there is never a right time to stop. Mm. You know, there is never that perfect moment to think, oh, well, I'll do it when such and such is out of the way or, you know, I've got this on at the moment, so I couldn't, 
mm. you know couldn't couldn't do something else you know if you're feeling like that just dive in dive yeah. in straight away um don't don't put it off if you feel brave enough to go and seek med- medical advice and speak to your gp mm. then you know great i mean my my experience was with my gp that it was like oh well, you don't really drink that much and you know mm. like kind of because i guess you know if you don't don't fit some kind of view yeah. of what they have um and if you're kind of outwardly coping mm. and you're good at masking and yeah. you know you look like you've got everything under control then it's not really gonna mm. um sort of flag up any any sort of alarm bells to people um one thing that i did earlier on early on in my sobriety actually because i didn't have instagram so it's about sort of being accountable was i went and told my gp and my dentist um that you know i didn't drink and just like you know writing it down getting it out there drawing it in in the line it was like it was on a medical document now so i had to yeah had to plow on through um yeah but i mean think find find your tribe find find people i mean i really like i really like instagram but there's lots of facebook support groups there's Mm -hmm. lots of different challenges um and it's got to be what works for you if you like podcasts or listening to quitlet there's so many so many books um so many podcasts Um, i'm not really an audio person so for me and, and they weren't around so for me the books yeah what what, what really helped yeah yeah and like like listening to someone's story um and also reach out you know people people on instagram with sober accounts we've all been there you know it's a bit like if you're roller skating you're an amazing roller skater actually there's amazing roller skaters all all started off falling over clutching onto the barriers and you know sitting down and lacing their boots and saying oh, i'm never going to do that again i made a complete fool of myself can't do that you know with sobriety you literally everyone starts the same um and you know i guess as well work out what your triggers are and if it's going to be too hard to go out um to a party don't you know mm. if there's something that you want to do have a plan have a plan in place mm. um like if I'm going to stuff, I'll often ring ahead um, mm. and see what they've got on the menu. And if they haven't got anything, say, can I bring my own? And the worst thing they can do is say no. And most of the time they say yes. And they also give me sp- uh, chiller space as well. Um, so, oh, you know, wow. that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like there's only so many Diet Cokes or J2Os oh, people gosh. can drink without getting a cracking sugar headache in any case and then it's like well, what's the point you know i'm gonna have yeah. a headache from from drinking or a headache from drinking loads of sugary drinks if mm. you know if you're kind of like wobbling you think oh well i'll just get a cab and blah 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 but you know because like i think in the early days we'll do anything to talk ourselves out of it and yeah. and actually you just need to be really um really strong and just don't question the decision and just just plow through and you know be be kind and gentle um because you can do you can do amazing things you you know the alcohol is just telling you that that you can't and you've got in that place where you you think you can't but actually 
actually you can. Oh yeah. 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 And there's so much amazing things that that just happen. You just enjoy life so much more. Yeah. Yeah. Just the the wonder of of little things. You know, the wonder of seeing a butterfly or a bee on 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 something that you've got in either your garden or someone else's garden when you're on a walk or you just stop and notice stuff. Mm. Um, you know, and that that just gets you back in touch with your body, with your thoughts, your mindfulness. And I think when you're drinking, certainly for me, I was just, I was always like in catch up mode and I just never had time to stop and think and contemplate. And, you know, that's, that's, that's just, that's no way to live really. It's no fun. It's not, it's not. Um, And it reminds me a bit about Jason's book, um, I didn't really like it, but there was one bit in it that really stood out to me. And it's like, when you stop drinking, your body literally sighs with relief, as if to say, thank you, thank you. And I think that with life in general, when you're not drinking, we do get this, you know, beautiful opportunity just to sigh and say, thank you. Yeah. We can live. Yeah. our life how we want to live it again yeah. oh absolutely and like that first time when you look in the mirror and it's about mm. it's about three months in and you suddenly see some sparkle in your eyes yeah. it's like wow yeah. you know and you don't you don't realize you don't realize that the sparkle had gone mm. you know because it's eroded over such a long period of time we've just got used to it yeah and i remember I remember seeing that at three months, seeing seeing like this sparkle in my eyes that I hadn't seen for ages and my skin was looking clearer. Yeah. And I was like, wow. And I, it was that first flicker of physical visibility mm. that I was like, oh, okay. Um, right. Yeah, there's there's some there's some there's some serious benefits to this mm. that I can actually see. You know, yeah. like seeing is believing, isn't it? You can read all the stuff how it's you know good for your mental health or it's good for your internal organs or you know you're giving mm. your body a better better chance um, at you know swerving some awful things that hello we're just going to shut them in the cupboard and lock the door and not even think about them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But when you actually look in the mirror and you see a pair of eyes sparkling back at you, you go, oh my goodness, wow. And you know, for me, that was just, that moment would often be um, real nourishment later on in the journey. Cause you know, they do get hard, hard parts and not because necessarily not drinking is hard, but because life is hard because things happen mm. because that's life. And yeah, you know, you could have a drink. No, that's not going to make it better. It's not going to change anything. Yeah. Well, it will actually. It will change your ability to manage it and to get on top of it and to, mm. you know, carry on. And and also your ability, speaking as a parent, of how you can, you know, support your children whilst difficult things are happening. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's a fact of life that, you know, difficult things come our way from time to time. But I think now I feel like finally 
I can do all those difficult things without thinking I need a glass of Sauvignon Blanc to help me with this or to relax me because I can do this on my own now. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been it's been tricky getting to that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think people just need need to reach out if they can. Um, one of the things that I've done on my um, Instagram page um, and the start of this over lockdown because Zoom meetings were feeling quite intense. Lots of mm. people were on them drinking. <clears throat> so I started writing to my friends initially and um, because of like social distancing, I'd chosen a different post box. Um, which meant a nice little walk through a wood and it was a new one it was you know so it was part of like the daily exercise and whatever yeah. and um took just happened to take a photo of me there posting some letters and a few people were like oh wow you know writing letters that's so old school and I was like well actually I'll write you know happy to write to anyone so um since then I've been writing to sober pen pals yeah. and you know some of the people that I've been writing to they're not they're not on Instagram and I get that because I wasn't for the first two and a bit years mm. there was two that was two out there and the thing that's really struck me girl is that all the different people from you know different places in the world that I've been writing to there are so many common themes mm. between everybody and you know that's that's I think the amazing thing is that when we stop drinking we feel so alone Mm -hmm. and like it's only us and we feel really isolated and you know like we're the only person who feels like this or this is happening to but actually everybody who's like on this sober path has those you know those same common feelings or mm -hmm. threads in their backstories and you know it's it's just great that there's this sort of community that that where people are sharing and connecting and you know it's mm -hmm. it's lovely really good so yeah. if anybody so, I mean, watching this uh, or hears it or you know how do we get involved with the sober pen panel ah uh, just send me a dm yeah okay. just send me a dm yeah and oh. then yeah and then you know and like the nice thing about it is that it's just basically at our pace um yeah oh, i love yeah. leaving a letter in the post like yeah, this morning well, when I got my angel delight, it's not quite the oh, same as a letter, but <laughs> well, do you know what? So just here, I've got I've got a great big box full of letters. Wow. Yeah, from and so yeah, I've had so many letters through the post during um, oh, that's so during lockdown. It's been fabulous. Yeah. yeah, like I've even had some from Spain as well. <laughs> oh, have you really? Yes, oh. yeah, yeah. Australia is the worst. We've worked out that literally it takes two months for a letter to go. <laughs> okay. Oh. Yeah. Well, I think I might send you a letter as well. Oh, that would be lovely. I'd love to receive yeah, one. Yeah, it would be. Oh, yeah. Emma, thank you so much. This has oh, been lovely, and um, we'll have to do it again soon. Yeah, and I really hope great. that people um, watching this, listening to this, get some inspiration from listening to Emma's wonderful story. Um, and I'll put all the links down underneath this video. So, you know, reach out to Emma or to me, you know, for anything. If you want some help, some advice, some support. You want to send a letter to Emma then do reach out and get in touch thank you thank you 
Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then please share and subscribe. For more help and support, go to the Sober Bliss website, soberbliss.com. Connect with me on social media and learn how I can help you quit drinking and start living.